Hey there, event hero. Yes, I'm calling you an event hero because you soon will be. This is episode two, and today I'm going to dive right into the good stuff because that's how I roll. In this episode, I'm going to go over three indicators, or hints, if you will, that you're ready to do events. So if you've been playing with the idea of an event for a while, but keep going back and forth about it because you aren't sure that you're ready, or if you feel ready but can't move past the overwhelm and questions, you're in the right spot. I'm going to help you move forward with clarity and confidence, two of my favorite C words. Let's go. Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Jen Murray, the event planner for online entrepreneurs. If you're ready to host successful, profitable events that uplevel your business, cultivate your community, and impact the world on a greater level, all while being true to yourself and your brand, this podcast is definitely for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at my website, RelateEscape.com. Ready to get into today's episode? Let's do this. All right, are you ready to do an event? This is the question, right? This is the monumental foundational question. And I'm gonna help you answer it with three key indicators that's gonna give you clarity and confidence in just a minute. But before I go there, I really need to do my due diligence and step back with you for a moment and talk about one thing that if we don't address it right now, could skew how you see these indicators. And I wanna set you up for success. So let's take a moment and just sort of talk about the mindset of how we approach looking in general at entrepreneurial events. Because here's the deal, guys. Most of the time when we think of events, we're thinking of things like weddings or graduation parties or all kinds of events that we had in our corporate days, those lavish conferences, the events where they spent way more money than they probably needed to just because those types of things. And thinking about those events right now, some things probably come to mind, right? There's just overall, the goals of the event weren't necessarily the same as the goals of an entrepreneurial event. They're very, very different. So with the weddings and the corporate events, they weren't business decisions. They weren't events that were supposed to make a profit. They weren't cultivating community necessarily, or if they tried, they didn't usually do it very well. They weren't trying to make a bigger impact on the world. Right? Normally when somebody was doing a wedding or a fancy corporate event, it was about being trendy or it was about doing the decor. Or in the case of a wedding specifically, it was what's going to make the bride and groom happy. And so because that was the goal or the thinking behind the event, all of the logistical decisions such as the venue, the flowers, the food, all of those things were made from a place of we want things to be elaborate. We want to have a storybook wedding. We want to just have the cool corporate um, experience. Things were quite easily elaborate, expensive, complicated. All of those things that we think of events were just like, oh, I don't want to do an event. But at the same time, you do want to do an event, right? Because as an online entrepreneur, you get the amazing benefits that come from having that in-person event. Your goals are different. You want to up-level your business, right? 
you want to make a profit through tickets and upsells, you want to cultivate your community and your connection with your community, you want to just make a human impact more than you can do when you're sitting behind a screen. And saying those things, it might be like, oh yeah, those are two completely different things. I get it. But the problem is, is because we're so used to these other forms of events, some of that stuff that comes with it, that baggage, that feeling of like, oh, this is going to be so horrible or, or oh, this is going to have to be so expensive, kind of shifts into the entrepreneurial world and it keeps us from taking action. So right now, before we start looking at anything else, we just need to recognize that doing this kind of event for our businesses is a completely different thing than if we're thinking about a wedding or a corporate event. Yes, some of the logistics are obviously the same. You need food, you need a venue, you're providing some sort of content, but the goals and the strategy and the purpose behind it is completely different. And that means that feeling of things have to be elaborate or expensive or just so complicated that it'll drive you insane doesn't have any place here because we're starting from a different point. This is why when you work with me one-on-one, I don't start with logistics. I start with your strategy, what your goals are. Because if we don't do that first and we go straight into logistics, that's how we end up doing all of the wrong things. Whether we're copying stuff from other events that we've done or we just off kilter because we didn't get clear on our goals. So let's just acknowledge that right now that that's clean slate. Doing events for our businesses as entrepreneurs is a completely different thing. So we're going to start out looking at it from a completely different perspective. And part of that is putting the logistics aside right now because working with entrepreneurs, I know that's where we tend to go first. Don't worry about that yet. Let's look at these three indicators with a clear, uncloudy view and see whether or not you're ready to start doing events. All right? So what is the first key indicator that you can look at? One of the things that most entrepreneurs who start who want to start doing events have in common is that they've been in business two to three years, which means that they have a decent book of clients. Because the first thing I'm going to point out is you need people to attend this event, right? That's if you want to sum up that first indicator, it's do you have people that could attend this event? Usually it's easier for somebody who's been in business for two to three years because they've built up that clientele. So if you're sitting there listening to this and you know off the top of your head, you could you could be like, there's three to five people. I know if I called them or ping them right now and said, I'm going to have this two-day workshop. It's going to be X amount. We're going to do this. At the end, you'll have this deliverable. And they would say yes then you're probably in a good place to do an event because you have people that you know are going to come. If you also have a pretty decent email list or social media following, so you know that if you put it out there that you were doing this workshop or retreat and it's something built upon what you've been doing and showing online so people would easily get excited about it and they've been following you and investing in you for a few years, and you could sell tickets to that event, same thing. You're probably in a good position to start doing your event. And by the way, your first event does not have to be big. 
it's perfectly acceptable to start out with a two like a two-day workshop or retreat and it doesn't have to be a ton of people it doesn't have to be elaborate i know right now most of the examples of events that we're seeing online marketed and shared on social media is coming from the six to seven entrepreneurs who are doing things like five-star resorts and resorts in mexico which there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what makes sense for your brand and you have the budget, that's completely fine. I'm not against that in any way. But the problem is, is that's the only example we're seeing right now. And so I think it can kind of conveys to us, whether we realize it or not, that we have to have big elaborate events, that that's where we have to start. And that's not true. Because at the end of the day, you're wanting to make an impact and cultivate community and give value and you can sometimes do that more easily in a group of 10 than you can with a group of 100. So just sit back and ask yourself, do I have a few people that I know right now, if I reached out to them, they would be interested in this workshop, retreat, event, whatever it may be. That's a good indicator that you're ready to start doing events because you have people you can easily get there. The second indicator is, are you ready to uplevel your business? So usually entrepreneurs that have been in business for two to three years might have done a few free or low cost events, say at their library, at a co-working space, something they did early on just to get in front of people, have people experience what they do, start to get clients in the door. Now they're ready after two to three years, they want to do a quote unquote real event where they're charging a good amount, they're giving real value, they're able to do a much bigger impact that they're ready to uplevel their business, right? Because they've gone from kind of a newbie to, oh, things are getting pretty serious now. And so they want to get in front of more people and they want to start doing that first event. If that sounds like where you are right now, that's a good indicator that you are also ready to do your first event. Again, like I said, it doesn't have to be a big one. It doesn't have to be elaborate or large. But if you know that you you know, I'm ready to do a workshop, like people have been buying this mini course for me. And I know if I did in person, I could charge this amount. And, you know, I could upsell this at the end. That's great. Like if your brain is already going there, it's probably because you're ready for it. So and number one is do you have people to sell it to to get attendees? And number two is, are you ready to up level your business? Because even though we want to make an impact, and serve people with this event, it also needs to be helping our business first and foremost. If you're not making a profit and you're not up-leveling your business in some way, you should probably really consider whether you should do an event. All right, number three, last but not least, this is the third indicator as to whether you're ready to do an event, and that is, do you have an upsell? All right, I mentioned this just a second ago under number two. Every event, whether it's, you know, a workshop or a conference needs to have an upsell, something that you're selling at the end of that event, whether it's a course or a group program or one on one service that naturally makes sense. In other words, whatever content or value you've given during that event should naturally lead into the upsell. So your attendees see it as a natural next step versus it being like, whoa, what is she trying to get me to buy? <laughs> That's nothing like we just talked about for the last two days. You actually want to be very intentional about it. Do you have an upsell? If you don't, that doesn't mean you couldn't create one. 
But if you do, if you have something that you could upsell at the end, again, this is how you uplevel your business and make a bigger impact. So that is a good indicator that you're ready. And if you've been in business two to three years, again, you probably have not just your one-on-one services, but you probably have a mini course or uh, maybe you've started a group program. You probably have some options as to what you could do for that event. I would say the only event you shouldn't have an upsell, by the way, is if you're doing like a retreat that's part of a mastermind. That's not, that's kind of a different thing. You don't necessarily have to have an upsell, but anything else that you do should probably have an upsell. And that's the three things, guys. I know you were probably thinking, wait, we didn't talk about how much revenue I'm bringing in or what my budget should be. That's because that stuff is all we can work on. That's all strategy and logistics. And the next podcast episode, I'm going to go into how we make your make sure your event is profitable. There's several ways that we can do that. But it's more about where you are as a business with these, I would call them general indicators, even though they're kind of specific. Rather than worrying about what your number is, your revenue number is, or how many clients you have on your books, it's really about, do you have people you could easily get in the door? Are you ready to up-level and do you have something to sell them? If you meet those three criteria, you should definitely be saying, okay, let's do this thing, let's figure it out, and let's have this event. Again, it doesn't have to be large, it can be small. All right, so I've gone on enough about this. I hope you feel more confident and gained some clarity. Next episode, like I said, we're going to talk about how to make your event profitable. And I look forward to digging into that topic with you. And we'll talk to you here soon. Hey lady, before you go, I just wanted to remind you that you can head over to my website, relateescape.com, to check out my services. Earlier in this podcast, I briefly talked about my strategy consultation piece, which is the first step in working with me. It's called my Invent Your Event Strategy Consultation. You can find out more at my website. Again, the address is relateescape.com. You can also contact me via the contact form, and I would be happy to have a conversation with you about how I can help support you and bringing your event off the ground. Hey there, amazing lady. Did you find value in what you heard today? If so, please take a moment to head over to iTunes, to the Events for Entrepreneurs, the podcast channel, and leave a review and subscribe. It'll help the show find its way to other event-loving entrepreneurs just like yourself. I'd also love to connect with you on social media. My handle is at relate period escape on both Instagram and Facebook. Until next time.